This is Brent Leary, and I'm speaking with Maggie Lane, excuse me, Maggie Lang, Senior Director of Guest Marketing for Kimpton Hotels. Maggie, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. So before we jump into the whole conversation of how Kimpton is kind of integrating social and mobile into creating better customer experiences and better customer support, maybe you can give us a little bit of your personal background. Sure. Um, I've been I've been at Kenton for two years now um, and responsible for a uh, kind of variety of areas, including loyalty, uh, the loyalty program, uh, our direct marketing, our social media strategies, as well as our um, uh, member and guest uh, customer service. Uh, and prior to joining Kenton, I, 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 uh, my my passion for the travel industry actually arose when I was with United Airlines for six years uh, prior to joining Kenton. And at United, I um, I handled a uh, actually wide variety of areas, starting with merchandising when I first joined the company, uh, and then I spent a few years in loyalty, so working for Mileage Plus and handling all of their marketing. And then after United merged with Continental, I was in charge of the brand and all the rebranding efforts. Um, so prior to that, I was with Walgreens. So I've, I've been doing marketing for quite a long time, but really in a kind of wide um, array of roles, if you will, which I think is is really um, a lot of fun because you get to then once you've you've um, you know put your toes in the water and and, try, and tried on different roles, you get to really come back uh, and do what you love the most. And for me, guest engagement and customer experience and um, you know everything being centered around the customer, uh, coupled with my love of, of passion uh, and, and passion for travel. Um, and discovery um, really makes my my role at Kinson uh, not really feel like work, but more like play. So um, it's been it's been a long time coming, and I feel like I've definitely landed at home in terms of guest engagement at Kinson, which um, is a great family to be a part of. Well, that's great, but I may I, I would think maybe people don't know as much about Kinson as. Uh, maybe some of the bigger, more, you know, I guess the bigger hotel chains. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about Kempton. Sure. Uh, Kempton Hotels and Restaurants, we are a little over 30 years old now, and it was actually started by uh, a, a gentleman named Bill Kempton, who traveled throughout Europe and discovered boutique hotels uh, and absolutely fell in love with the, the boutique hotel experience, which he was the first to bring to the United States. Uh, which at the time, you know, was the, the era of the big atrium hotels, the thousand-plus room hotels, which maybe weren't as personal and unique as the boutique hotel experience. So he started in San Francisco with one hotel. Uh, he was in the, he was in the finance industry at the time, and um, the business simply grew. And we're, we're we're experiencing record growth right now. We just hit over 60 hotels uh, throughout the country. And with our first international expansion announced uh, last year, so we're going to Grand Cayman, building a, an amazing resort there. So our footprint is really growing very rapidly, and I think um, as we continue evolving our brand, uh, the brand awareness will also grow. And I think one of the reasons that people may not always know about Kimpton per se is because we have several different hotels that have their own unique individuality, such as all the Monaco hotels, all the Palomar hotels, so we've really focused in on making sure that each hotel has its own unique personality and didn't feel so chaining, if you will, but rather got to express their personality. So Inc. 48 in New York City is going to feel very, very different than, say, River Place up in Portland. 
So uh, we just want to make sure that um, it, it's a unique discovery and a sense of fun every time you come to Kimpton, but with this underlying thread of sort of service and warmth and going to wine hour from 5 to 6 uh, at every Kimpton. So we have these these you know consistent programming aspects at every Kimpton that really makes the experience feel very um, consistent and fun, yet also allows the hotel's unique personality to shine through, as well as our, our people. So that's really been our journey uh, to date. Um, I think that the, the footprint growing and our brand awareness um, is really rapidly growing and getting some of the recognition we've gotten. We just got J.D. Powers number one in customer experience in the world uh, in our business last year, which was a huge, um, you know, amazing privilege and honor for us. So so getting getting recognition like that, I think, will, will help our brand grow and really um, – allow us to partake in the conversation with some of these larger brands. So how does uh, your effort, and, and maybe the better way of putting it is, what kind of expectations do your customers have for Kempton, and how, how different are the expectations for, uh, kind of like you said, a boutique hotel compared to maybe the bigger known brands? Because it seems like to me, uh, in order to build your name, customer experience really has to play a, a, a serious part in it. But how different does the experience, uh, the expectation for the experience, is it for your customers compared to, you know, like the bigger brand guys? So I think with the bigger brands, you know, obviously the upside that they have is the distribution, right? So, you know, many of these brands are global. But what's really neat is that we're actually competing with some of these really large global brands. Uh, but we really put the customer service uh, first and foremost. We're, we're near obsessed with customer service. And everybody who knows Kimpton and loves Kimpton, what we hear consistently is how much they love our customer experience, how much they love the service. Uh, and we're a very warm brand. And so, like I was saying earlier, when you go to one of the other big brands, you know what you're always going to get in terms of product. It's, it's it's the same. It's a lot of the same. And with us, uh, what's the same is the service and is the experience, such as, you know, the general managers will be out at a wine hour um, every night at 5 o'clock. We serve complimentary wine in our lobbies. Um, or they'll be, you know, greeting pets. We accept pets of every size for no fee. We're an extremely pet-friendly hotel. So with the, with the pet community, we, we've gained uh, a big following, which has uh, warmed my heart. Um, but, you know, our general managers and our people, they're, they're out there. They're engaging. They're hanging out with our guests. Um, they're forming really personal relationships. And I, I honestly think that that is part of what sets us apart. We're not a big, you know, faceless brand uh, or a corporation. We have we put our people first and foremost. And so we have people that have formed genuine friendships with our guests uh, and, and our loyalists. So that is... Uh, the customer experience is, is truly putting that first, I think, really differentiates our brand um, against some of our competitors. So uh, as a course of doing the um, social customer engagement and, and throwing the survey out there, uh, some of the things that we asked about were, uh, are, are your customer service folks, are they, uh, are the, the folks who are handling social, are they integrated together with the traditional folks? Um, is uh, Are the processes, are social integrated into, the social channels integrated into the more traditional uh, processes that uh, your customer service folks are using? And 
you know, from a strategic standpoint, is are your social customer service, service uh, strategies, are they also aligned with the overall corporate goals and objectives and strategies? And it seemed like the folks who said, let's say they said yes to all those, so yes, they're they have integrated teams and they've got integrated processes and their their uh, customer service strategies align with the overall customer experience strategy of the organization. They seem to have much more, uh, see better impact from their efforts. And I was just curious, how integrated uh, are, is Kempton, excuse me, from a standpoint of people, you know, service teams, uh, processes, and even just the overall uh, strategy uh, at the strategic level? Well, it's interesting that, that you asked that particular question on integration. Um, I'll, I'll sort of answer that question on a few different uh, prongs. But uh, the reason that social media was brought over into my group um, away from more of a, sort of a traditional marketing channel is that um, we approach everything. We prioritize everything from an engagement perspective. Uh, because that is what we place our focus on as a company, we realize that social media needs to be woven in everywhere. It's not a standalone channel per se. It is, uh, it's an ability for us to connect not only with one another internally, but also externally. And so social media just simply grew very organically at Kimpton. Uh, we were a little bit slower than, than other companies because we wanted to make sure that it didn't feel um, that it didn't feel so contrived in a matter of, you know, we will now start social media. We are now going to start doing social media. It simply just grew very organically as we discovered how real-time the conversation is. And for a brand like us that, that really, like, you know, like many other brands, I think, that obsess about customer service, like Zappos comes to mind, we obsess about it to the point that it's, 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 it's top of mind for everything we talk about. And so when we talk about here all of a sudden is a, is a medium that allows us to, to connect and talk real time, to have a two-way dialogue as opposed to a lot of the one-way push kind of marketing in the past, um, that was really where we focused on. We said, you know what, let's make sure that this grows organically, that we learn how to interact in each one of the basic channels before we expand to new channels, that we get this right and, and that it's not just we're going to dump a bunch of money into it um, uh, just to sort of, quote, market in this channel, but it, it becomes just the fabric of who we are. And that's really what social media is at Kimpton. It is just the fabric of who we are. Uh, our employees are out there, you know, personally chit-chatting, connecting. They are they're brand advocates out in social media channels, and we completely encourage and empower them. Uh, we also have invested heavily in social media listening. Um, the social media listening desk is a very much uh, an integral part of our overall customer service team. Uh, we also have, you know, obviously an internal home office team outside of just the customer service that focuses on innovation, uh, you know, expanding our channels, community, et cetera, et cetera. So, I think. Um, you know, I, I, I sometimes cringe a little bit when social media is just viewed as, as just another channel as opposed to simply the fabric of just everyday life these days. I think it's just we all live, eat, and breathe it, even generations that maybe didn't grow up with it. So um, we need to treat it more like a dialogue per se than, than a channel, if that makes sense. So 
Um, we very much encourage it internally. We encourage it externally. We have social media channels internally and externally. Um, and, and it's just a way for us to further our, our communication, our dialogue. If that answered your question. Yeah, that was great, actually. Thank you for okay. that. Okay. Um, talk a little bit about, uh, we had a question around uh, what was the most effective channel for engagement um, for, for, the, for the survey. And overall, uh, Facebook seemed to be the, the most effective uh, engagement channel uh, with Twitter coming in second and then um, the brands that had their own uh, owned community um, distant third, and that's the general population. Um, how does that? Uh, the, what is uh, your company's most effective engagement channel from a, a service or experience um, perspective? Um, I think we look at it depending on the the sort of life cycle um, uh, or, or sort of the, the where the our guests and members fall in their travel cycle. Um, I think I often see that while you're in your travel travel cycle, so as you're traveling, Twitter tends to be a more real-time uh, way to connect with us in a sense that you're either checking in on Foursquare, maybe you want to give a shout-out on Twitter. It's a faster, more real-time channel. While I do find that post and maybe pre-travel, Facebook is, is obviously a much larger channel because that's where they'll go to maybe get a sense of the brand, uh, and they want to maybe see visuals more. They want to look at pictures. They want to see who we're all about as they're researching brands. But what I think is so unique to us, and I, I'm just beyond, I think we're beyond fortunate to enjoy this kind of a relationship, is that people, once they, they're done traveling and maybe they're in their off-travel cycle, they actually hang out with us on Facebook. They, they, they interact with us on Facebook even when they're not necessarily – uh, traveling, so they enjoy looking whether it's you know our dog community or just our wine hour, our recipes. We post things from our chefs and our restaurants. So we're actually a lifestyle brand that is a part of their um, you know their life, even when they're not staying with us or dining with us, which I think is just really really unique. So I, I more look at these channels and what is the most again looking from that customer centric perspective, what is the most relevant channel for you depending on where you're at? And so when you're in that cab on the way to the airport, you just left our hotel, you might not be Facebooking because that takes a little bit more time, but you might be on Twitter. You might be either sending us a shout out or if something, you know, God forbid went wrong, you might just want to tell us about it on Twitter and have a very real-time response. We, we definitely pride ourselves on our response time on Twitter. Um, we listen pretty much all the time. Um, we do make it a policy to not necessarily respond on Twitter, but we make sure that we ask them for, for email follow-up so that we can really kind of dig into it without bothering sort of the rest of the Twitter community. So, um, And then Instagram and Pinterest obviously are emerging channels for us, um, but I, I will say Instagram is probably also another one of those that's relevant while you're in the travel cycle because you know, you might have gotten to your hotel room and there was a great bottle of wine and some snacks and something fun waiting for you. We see a lot of people just taking pictures of that in their hotel room and kind of expressing appreciation on Instagram because it's a more visual channel. So I really think that one needs to look at that. One needs to look at where where's not just in our industry, but where is the customer in their day? Are they in the, are they in the car? 
Are they on the metro train? Are they at home? Because that, to me, is which, which, where channels really, which type of social channel comes into play. You mentioned that you're uh, really focused on the speed of the response. Can you give us some ideas of how quickly you are able to respond? Yeah, we, I mean, other than, you know, from, say, midnight to, you know, 6 a.m., we, we definitely make it a habit of responding. If it's during, obviously, business hours when we have many, many eyes on the post, but we make it a habit of really responding within, 20, within you know, an hour. Uh, or if it's off sort of during off hours, uh, our social media listening agents make it a point of responding very, very quickly. So I think it's extremely rare for a guest to post something and then have, say, three hours go by without a response from us. And we track that, that kind of stuff. We don't want to get so metric-heavy in this channel that that we're looking at every minute uh, of every, you know, and I honestly don't think that's a customer expectation. I think, you know, an hour or two is acceptable to a customer, but not much longer than that if they're in the travel cycle. Oh, right. Absolutely. Now, you uh when you think about the expectations of customers, uh, and they are increasing rapidly um, for all sorts of experiences, uh, is it getting more difficult to keep up with customer expectations for as, as you provide faster and va- faster service? Is it harder to keep up because it seems like as expectations are outpacing, um, you know other aspects of, of the customer experience. So how difficult is it for you guys to, to kind of keep up with the customer expectations at this point? At this point, it's not difficult. And I actually find um, because we place such an emphasis on this, and and one of the things we also make sure to do in, in social media, I, I so often see brands that will post kind of have these form responses, you know, thank you for your tweet, thank you for your post. You know, someone will get back to you, or blah blah blah, or, or you know, enjoy your enjoy your trip, or kind of very form type responses. And we, you know, as we talk internally, we just don't ever want to do that. We want to make sure that a customer never feels dismissed, or you know, um, or, or that any guest feels like they're getting a form response. So instead, we we really try to say, we're, we hear you, and we're so glad you like that wine. Let us know if you want to, you know, know what vineyard that came from, or you know, if, if there was a complaint, you know, oh, man, you know, nobody wants to not have hot water. It's like our general manager is going to get back to you. So that to really make sure that you, you acknowledge that customer-specific either shout-out or complaint uh, if, if it happens. And, and I'm actually finding that as we do that, um, guests, if, should, we, should, it, should there ever be a delay, they give us the benefit of a doubt a, a little bit more because – it's not our customary for us to let too much lag go by. And we are so focused on it that it rarely happens. I, I don't I, I almost never see um a guest complain that we didn't get back to them fast enough, uh, because we make it such a priority. So that's honestly where I just say it's up to each brand of how much priority they place on response time. Uh, ask me again, you know, we're, you know, maybe twice our size, but but then ho- I hope and I'm pretty positive that we'll also be putting adequate resources simply because of how important this channel is to us. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, you know, some of the – in the survey, we asked the question about what percentage of your, uh, your customer service interactions are ha- handled over 
social networks, social channels. And it, it's still a, a pretty small percentage overall. Um, I think the vast majority still are, are in the under 10% of the interactions. What percentage uh, does Kempton or are you guys seeing in terms of the percentage of interactions, customer service folks interactions, taking place over social channels? I think it's actually growing quite a bit simply because um, people are seeing that we are so responsive in this channel. I, I do believe that it's up to each brand. You have to establish credibility in this space. And so if you're known to provide solid social media customer service, uh, and, and, and you know, in today's world, consumers will sniff that out in a heartbeat. You know, I mean, I, I, I know myself, my own experiences, I, whether it's retail or travel, I'll, I'll go to a brand's Twitter feed to see how quickly they respond before even doing anything. I'm not going to waste my time, you know, tweeting, say, a utility company if I see that they're not responsive at all or that they do form kind of responses. I won't bother. Then I might go to a different channel. Um, so I think that's up to each one of us to build our credibility in that space. For us, I will say I don't have an exact hard figure, but I can say that it's definitely grown beyond double digits at this point simply because we we do um, place such emphasis on it. And I think people are, when they see that we're being responsive in this space and they're already in social, this is, this is where they're going to go because it's fast, it's real time. Uh, but then, of course, there's also a large contingent of customers that are not in social. You know, there's obviously a, a certain generational generational group that um, they don't interact in social. They prefer the phone. They prefer email. Email is still a very, very big uh, customer service component for us. Um, and so it, it's not our largest, but it's definitely growing very rapidly. Uh, talk a little bit about how uh, the as you integrate social into uh, the customer experience uh, to help service the customer, how has that inter, uh, impacted the internal communication and, and collaboration that uh, service and, and marketing or services sales is having? And what kind of impact have these initiatives have on the internal side of things? I'm so glad you asked that question because what has been such a beautiful thing with social media for us is that um, all of our hotels have sort of uh, engaged in this. They're they're seeing that you know people are talking about them, and, and generally we enjoy you know almost 98% positive sentiment in social media. So it is by far you know we're getting a lot of love in social, and we're we're sort of we love sharing that with our employees. So every little shout out, every little post, every picture, everything we get gets shared with the hotel, and often that manager near near immediately. And so what, what, what's happening is that this is creating this huge passion and enthusiasm for, for this space internally. So as employees are saying, oh, wow, you know, somebody just called my name out for, you know, giving great service at the door, you know, a bellman or, you know, even housekeepers. Uh, our housekeepers love leaving little notes in the rooms. And, and, you know, people are taking pictures of those and saying, oh, my gosh, like we just got this great service from, from Maria at the Monaco, and then they'll take a picture of that. So what, what we're creating is by sharing all these posts internally, we're getting people excited internally about this channel. Uh, and as such, they are then being supported. So if you, if you can imagine, you know, let's say that there is a complaint like hot water or, or what have you or something happens, power goes out. 
because all of our hotels and employees are so engaged in this space and we share maybe a complaint or anything remotely challenging, they're on it immediately because uh, they want to fix it and we want to be responsive. And the best part is that often we have general managers who will reach out right away uh, or our home office will reach out right away. So it's created a sort of the byproduct of our enthusiasm for this. It's created this wonderful internal championing uh, of this space. And we also have internal social social channels like Yammer where we, we're really incorporating internal social collaboration. So like I said earlier, it's sort of just become the fabric of our communication uh, and become something that we all lean on and love and care very deeply about. Talk a little bit about where you're, over the next year or two, where you're going to be focusing your efforts in, in this area. Uh, focusing our efforts on, so what we did, we sort of spent the first you know, few years here getting it right. Um, a, a lot of the growth, you know, we have 72,000 people on Facebook, 50,000 followers on Twitter. All of that was organic. We, we, we barely do any paid advertising, any sponsored posts. Uh, this has all simply been organic growth. And we have a new social media manager who is really wonderful. And uh, she's focusing on a lot of the emerging channels, uh, you know, the sense of community and uh, technology. We're investing heavily in, in new technologies, um, as well as uh, making sure that we, we really get our footprint there uh, and we start promoting our social channels internally, uh, externally, that we get the word out there. So we've been very focused on just this learning, listening, seeing where this space goes, um, this organic kind of growth and adoption internally, and now we're there. So I think now we're then saying, okay, now let's focus on even more investing, more emerging technology. Let's make sure that we we use social media in the channels, and especially you mentioned mobile earlier. Um, there's a huge opportunity to marry mobile and social, especially in our industry and in our space, because when people are in our hotels, in our restaurants, they've got their smartphones with them. How do we make sure that social media and mobile ha have a beautiful marriage where it improves their, relation their, their experience with us, uh, especially as they're dining, especially as they're entering into our hotels? Both of these channels, mobile and social, just just lend themselves beautifully um, to, to enriching the experience. So that's really where we're putting our focus and investing our dollars into is how can we lean on these to make sure that the experience is top-notch and really, really interactive. You, know, you bring up something I, I, I just started thinking about and with the whole you know mobile and the affinity that customers have for basically – Kind of managing their lives through their mobile devices at this point. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're seeing uh, services like Hotel Tonight, where it's almost like just-in-time bookings, um, you know, where some folks, you know, they don't know where they're going to stay until the day they leave, and they use a service like a Hotel Tonight to look for discount. How is that impacting kind of your approach to customer experience, customer engagement? Well, so we have that. So our last-minute deals are incredibly popular, and obviously we're very focused on incorporating them into our new mobile experience. Uh, we're sort of hard at work behind the scenes. I will say that our customer, our, our muse and our core customer, tends to be someone who really, really values the experience. Um, and I think that we look at, at the success of Hotels Tonight, and we're obviously they offer you know, some of our hotels as well. 
Um, and I think that what they've done is a really marvelous thing from a mobile innovation space. Uh, and we're always looking at these brands who are innovating and saying, you know, getting inspired by them. I think that we can all learn from one another. Um, what they did, I think, was beautiful, such as similar to Uber. I think Uber is another brand who's, who's leveraging social, mobile, geo, in, in just a really unique, innovative way. Uh, and I think we can all learn from one another. So we, we definitely have our eye on the ball. There's, we're working on some great internal initiatives that I can't really talk about yet, but some really great things coming. Um, but we are really more focused on the experience. We, we definitely offer the last-minute deals. We obviously have uh, you know, great discounts for our members and exclusives, et cetera, and, and especially these last-minute kind of um, type of bookings. Uh, and, and those will still be offered through our, through our mobile experience and our social experience. But, but I will say that our Muse and our core customer, the Kimpton customer, really tends to value our brand for the experience that it gives. And then if, hey, if there's great prices on top of that, that's great. But they're also getting a lot of value add when they stay to Kimpton that they're not going to get elsewhere. Now that's great to know. Uh, it, it, it's cool that you know cu- uh, customers. You kind of have your customer segments and. And you know, you know the ones your customers value the experience, and maybe there are a percentage of them that value the you know the cost thing. But it sounds like the the vast majority are the ones that you know really look to all that you offer beyond just the actual cost of a room. It's interesting. You know, I, I think so. It, it, it sort of starts with us from, you know, when you wait from you, from when you walk into the room, you know, as an inner circle member, you get all kinds of treats and you get wine and you get things waiting for you in your room, whatever your preferences are. But, but if above and beyond that, you know, you wake up, we have complimentary, you know, coffee and tea down in the lobby. And it's not just your average coffee and tea. It's a really great, you know, morning experience. And then we have you know, general manager jogs with our general manager. And we have, you know, um, like I mentioned, our wine hour. And we just offer a lot. And we have, you know, yoga mats in every room. So we really place a lot of focus on that experience and that from, from sort of when you set foot. And not to mention, we have restaurants that, you know, one of the things that I was the most proud of was that USA Today Travelers last year voted three of our hotel bars as the top, you know, in the top four hotel bars in the country. So it's really cool when you come home from that business, you know, meeting or come home, I call our living rooms home. But when you come back to our hotel from from some of these taxing meetings, you're not going to have some generic, you know, hotel bar. You're going to have an amazing sort of experience that you would only really get in in a unique restaurant that's sort of standalone um, outside of our hotel. So yeah, I do think that the overall experience makes a difference. Um, and as far as price sensitivity, all of us as consumers are price sensitive. Or you know, well, maybe not all, but uh, but many of us. And so we don't want to lose sight of that either. So we want to make sure that you know the prices we offer that they're getting just really great value for that, with a lot of fun fun things that make business travel more fun than it, it sometimes is in in other places. Well, it sounds like it's a very rich experience, the in-hotel experience. How difficult is it or how challenging is it to uh, create an online experience that I don't know if it, if it's the same or if it in, extends or enhances what you have when they actually get to the hotel, but how do you go about uh, creating that kind of online experience that helps get folks in there? 
You know, it's that that's part of what I was alluding to earlier about being a lifestyle brand. Uh, we are all we are very very focused, especially this year, on you know really kind of improving the online experience. Um, and we have a lot of great new executives in place who who are very very focused on this. And I will say. Um, that's part part of what's so neat and what I'm so appreciative of is the fact that we have this relationship with our guests. So even when they're in their off-track travel, you know, like I mentioned, when they're in the that's where the social channels come into play because we don't just offer a hotel stay. We don't just offer a meal. We offer an experience and we offer this lifestyle brand. And so when maybe you're looking for yoga tips or you're looking for, you know, uh, design ideas, uh, everything from Kimpton style. We have this. We have Ave Bradley, who's our SVP of design. She, you know, she offers tips on our blog on how to design your home, or how to Emily Wines, our master sommelier, offers wine tips for when you're hosting your dinner party. You know, pairings, etc. So we don't we don't want to sort of stop with just saying, okay, you stayed with us and you dined with us. Thank you. Goodbye. We just want to continue providing tips and, and, and really form a relationship so that when you are thinking about traveling again, uh, we would be your natural choice because, you know, we're friends, if that makes sense. <laughs> nice. uh, and that's where I think social media uh, and mobile and all of that plays probably the largest role for us. Uh, talk a little, a little bit about the uh, how you are able to measure the impact of your online um, efforts to get people uh, to get to those live experience in hotel experiences. Are, are there new metrics that you're using um, uh, or are you looking at the impact of your social efforts on traditional metrics that you've used? So it's interesting because I think metrics um, um, come into play in different ways. You know, there's revenue-driven metrics, obviously. And, you know, like any smart brand, we obviously track you know, we have holistic tracking, you know, both from our sort of website to really close the loop to see did social channels drive sales, did they not, uh, where are they coming from. You know, we have all of the traditional KPIs that you can think of um, with, with pretty advanced analytics. But I will say when it comes to social in particular, our main focus there is customer service and customer engagement. So that's really where we look at things like the metrics become, uh, you know, maybe not that they're not that that things don't all tie into revenue, but if I have to look at specific metrics in that channel, I'm going to look at content. What kind of content is generating response? You know, we we react very real time to that. So if we saw that something drew very little response, um, we immediately sort of course correct and and make sure that we don't do that again because people clearly weren't interested in that type of content. So I will say when it comes to content. That's really where we look at a lot of metrics. Um, we also look at uh, depth of engagement as opposed to breadth of engagement. So, an example of that would be we don't um, we don't necessarily obsess about how many friends or how many followers we have. We what we do obsess with is how often do the friends and do the followers we have engage with us. So, it's really if you think about it traditionally, like you know acquisition and retention. Uh, we believe that by deepening the retention, by deepening the relationship, organic growth will come because that's how we've grown our business. So, you know, when we look at where are we going to spend money, are we going to spend money and are we going to spend marketing dollars on surprise and delights? Are we going to spend 
uh, you know, investment dollars on a really clever copywriter who's going to, you know, really connect with our with our guests? Or are we going to look at spending advertising dollars to get even more friends and followers? Are we going to reward our 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 friends for referring people as opposed to, you know, um, broadening our footprint, if you will, in terms of uh, of our reach? So. Um, we just we've always been a company that's believed first and foremost in retention because because of the word of mouth principle and i think you know that there's nothing that we love more than seeing some of these posts saying i've re- recommended you to all of my friends all of my family and then we'll hear from the friends and the family so so the things we track are maybe a little bit um based on the depth of the relationship rather than the breadth. So so we really look at the current um, metrics that we have and how with the frequency which they engage with us. What type of things are they clicking on? What type of things are they liking? How can we better serve them? Um, and, and so th- does that make sense? Well, it makes absolute sense. Um, what kind of tools are you using to kind of keep track of all that kind of thing? Well, uh, so we, we use Sprinkler, which is our social media listening tool. We used to um, uh, we switched from a few other tools. Um, that's our general sort of listening and kind of content tool that we've invested quite a bit uh, into. But we, we're also using obviously our internal collaboration tools um, and you know business intelligence tools that are proprietary to the business. But we're also tying all this into our CRM technology, so that if you if you look at um, you know, our our members provide us with their Twitter address, you know, and let's say that then they then engage. What we want to do is really tie that social data into true social CRM. Um, big, big focus on that this year. And uh, it's been really, really successful so far. And it's it's been an investment that really pays off. Very good. Um, and you mentioned CRM, so I, I'm assuming you – Transfer those initial social uh, interactions for you know potentially looking for help with something over into a CRM application to create a regular ticket and it gets handled from that point you know on the back end. It's not even as I would say technical as that. It is um, what we want to make sure to do in the social media space, and I'm just going to put this in no uncertain terms. I think that there's a fine line where brands can cross over to being creepy versus just simply being relevant. And I think that when our guests who have said, here's my Twitter address, I don't mind if you engage with me as it relates to your brand. You know, So if they're talking about, I'm so excited about coming to the Monaco in San Francisco this week and I can't wait, or if they're saying things that are relevant to our brand, we will obviously make sure that we listen and pay attention and yes, you know, if they say something like that, then we would, you know, mark that, mark their uh, profile that they're they're headed our way. But purely for surprise and delight reasons, purely for reasons to deepen that engagement, and not to do any mining or anything that that's not. We just want to make sure that we're very, very respectful of the fact that these our guests and our members they trust us. We have a very um, trustworthy brand. We're not ever going to market them or do anything that's going to be irrelevant to their experience. So all we care about is if you are in the social media space and you are talking or wanting to engage with us, we will pay attention. We will listen to what you say about us. We're not going to do anything that's not relevant or that makes your experience with us better. 
Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And I just want to, so, yeah, what I was uh, kind of looking at is if they had, if, if they use a social channel to say, hey, I need help with something or, hey, something, you know, does from a service perspective, you you mentioned earlier uh, wanting oh, to Oh, yes, I'm sorry, yes. Yes, Sprinkler would absolutely identify that and track it and, and really also make sure, you know, I think a personal pet peeve of, of ours is, Oftentimes, you know, yes, somebody will get back to you and then it kind of ends up in a black hole or ether and nobody ever gets back to the customer. And I think that we are, the social media uh, team and the, the social media listening desk, they will not close a ticket until they've heard that the general manager or somebody from property has actually gotten back to the customer and what was the resolution. And then and only then will that ticket be closed out. Okay, but now the other thing you mentioned is, around leveraging the you know the data that's available to create better experiences so you guys have a yeah. kind of a process to uh you know monitor and kind of look at the information look at what's going on and then try to figure out ways to provide better experiences with with the data basically Oh yeah, absolutely. Because if it's again relevant to your experience, so if you be, you know if you talk a lot about um, your dog, you know, and, and your dog's name is Jack, and you're traveling with Jack, of course we're going to pay attention to that because then we can maybe surprise you and Jack, you know, next time you come on site. So, you know, that's I think what I was trying to say was, was that as long as what we're listening to and noting accounts with is relevant to making their experience better with us, we're not going to talk about you know, or pay attention to things that really don't have anything to do with making your experience better. Right. That totally makes sense. Um, this has been very uh, helpful, lots of great insights and information, uh, and it, it, just to see how you guys are kind of progressing and moving into this, you know, I guess evolving uh, the interactions uh, to build these experiences out. Um, two to three years from now, where do you think Kempton is going to be um, with connecting the online and the in uh, in hotel experiences, what what do you think are, are going to be the big pieces that maybe aren't big right now, but will be critically important uh, to your customers in the future? So it, it, that's a great question. That's something we, we, again, obsess about internally. But a few years from now, so one of the things that I was the most proud of last year is that we got uh, Ogilvy's social, um, they put in their awards, if you will. They, they, rated, they rated us as the number one uh, brand passion, uh, so the number one brand out in social with the most brand passion. Uh, amongst our members and our, our guests. And so that was a little bit of a milestone for us because we felt like all of these efforts have really paid off uh, in terms of the positive sentiment, the brand passion we have in social, the brand engagement. So we're not going to stop doing any of that, nor will we ever stop sort of obsessing about making sure that we have that brand passion. The next step for us, and I'm glad you, meant, you said evolution, so fast forward a couple of years from now, what I hope that people will say is that we may be experienced from offline to online, from back to offline, back to online, so seamless and so easy and so smooth. So whether that is, you know, everything from booking a ticket or maybe, you know, um, you know, even engaging in a, say, customer care issue or anything else, everything was smooth and seamless in all of our channels, uh, off and online were smooth and seamless. And 
if we can accomplish that to make it as easy for the customer to both stay with us, dine with us, and interact with us, right now that, that is still a little bulky where you have to kind of find us here and find us there. It's not always easy to find all of our regional handles or easy to find maybe directions on how to get to the hotel, but that's something we're super focused on. So I'll say in a couple of years as I'm talking to you and, and, and all I'm hearing is, oh my gosh, it's so easy and smooth to, to just simply be with Kimpton. Uh, then I feel like we've accomplished um, what, what we're currently set out to do. And mobile will play a very big part of that. Awesome. So where can people go to learn about Kempton and find a place to stay when they're in a town where Kempton's at? So it's KemptonHotels.com, and we obviously you know, are very focused on, on direct web, website um, bookings, and um, you know, we are really... I would say vamping out our website even more to incorporate social as sort of in the months to come. So KimptonHotels.com is where you can find us or on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com uh, forward slash Kimpton. So we'd love to have people come and check us out and learn more about our brand. And we're here to kind of welcome them with open arms and social. Uh, I can vouch for the Drake Hotel because I stayed there last year in San Francisco. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Oh, good. Well, thank you. Thanks for thanks for taking the time to, to chat with me. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate this, and thanks for being a part of uh, the whole uh, case study and the, the report that we're putting out. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Brent. All right. Thank you. Bye. Have a good one.